How'd you do, I? See you, Mel. Very We are Pop Culture. Hello again. We are Stole my line. Pop Culture. I was still from the best. Yeah. We are on episode four, ladies and gentlemen, if you are returning. Um and uh, if you if this is your first episode, we've got three in the bank. Go back and check them out. Uh, but now we're on episode four, which I have titled "Smarter Than the Average Podcast," which, folks, you'll realize really quickly, it probably isn't. However, uh, we're going to do our best to uh, entertain you and give you some um, uh, a little knowledge here. Uh, but first, as uh, to let you all know, we are just four men of a certain age sitting on a uh, porch with our favorite beverage and reminiscing about certain topics. Uh, and before we begin, I'd like to uh, inter- let my, my cohorts introduce themselves. And um, let's start with you. David War. And then you. Ron Roberts. And then you. Robert Yeoman. Yes, we're all back. And I want to thank you all for coming back. Um, before we start, a couple of notes of interest I'd like to shout out and give some shout outs to. Uh, first of all, uh, for those who uh, are listening who love soap operas, uh, Young and the Restless just celebrated their 50th anniversary this year, which I think for soap operas, that's pretty impressive uh, because they, they're like a dying breed. Um, and I don't watch Young and the Restless, but I did way back in the day when my mom and my grandma did back when it was the Fosters and the Brooks and same here. A little surprised it's still on. I didn't know any were. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think yeah. that is the the only one. No, wait. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's the podcast well, of the soaps. Well, there is a no, there's actually one, two, three, there's four soaps left on the air. Two from CBS. There's that main network still on the air? <laughs> there's more. Yeah. Um, but there's two on CBS, one that moved from NBC, Days of Our Lives, to uh, NBC Peacock. And then uh, my other shout out is for the other one, uh, which is my personal favorite. I still watch it to this day. 60th anniversary of General Hospital. Wow. Hmm. So I remember years. when the, the ice print was it the ice princess? Oh, yes. Yeah. And, and, and Luke and Laura. Luke and Laura. And they've actually... They've actually are revisiting that storyline in a different way. But uh, uh, Charles Shaughnessy, who is now playing Victor Cassadine, uh, has uh, re-stolen the Ice Princess because his brother had put a little code etched in it. And he is now um, on his way to, instead of his brother, who just wanted to destroy the world unless he got all the money, his, his thought, and now this is original, guys. I know you've never heard of this. The story is, 
there is a pathogen that he is going to get a hold of and release into the world that will only kill half of the human race mm. and leave the other half so that we're back to some kind I of I think it's way. wonderful that, that viruses brilliant. and pathogens have the mathematical intensity to be able to do that. Yes, yes, I, I agree, I agree. Um, Good step I'm obviously for a fan of Dan Brown's. Well, I, I, my first thought was Thanos, but... Dan Brown yeah. did it in his last novel, too, I believe. But oh, did he? A, about 50% of the population would be rendered sterile so that... Population was brought under control. Yeah, but like Bob said, it is interesting that a pathogen has that much that it can go. You, you, not you, but you. Yeah. So, um, but <laughs> nice shoes, you. But 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 it is kind of fun in the same way. It has been fun to watch them go down that that uh, old path uh, for their 60th it's anniversary. A career circle around the toilet. <laughs> And, uh, you know, they brought Laura's in it and uh, Robert Scorpio's back and Anna. They're all part of it. You know, Felicia and all that. So so it's that part of it, I, it's kind of fun. They've given the old timers another uh, nice little storyline. And it's adventure, which, in my opinion, the adventure storylines on soap operas are way more fun than just who's hopping in and out of bed with yeah, who. Because yeah. it's like, well, yeah. they cost more. So they put a lot more emphasis on them as far as the advertising goes, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree, one hundred percent. Because I know they did do a little sh- outside shoot. So you said Days of Our Lives is still on. Days of Our Lives is still on. That um, may be the oldest. No, General Hospital General now Hospital is the oldest be. at sixtieth. Oh, Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives started before General Hospital. I don't know. I I guess wrong. Like Sands Through the Hourglass, right? Yep, Sands do, Through do, the Hourglass. Do, do, um, do, yep, do, uh, do, Fighting Satan every ten so years. Are. Um, Days of our lives. Uh, well, let's, let's. Darkness comes to Collinwood early this evening. Yeah, that was fun. The yeah, I love dark shadows. Love dark it shadows. It may be making a comeback. Really? They tried that in the eighties. Well, they yeah. tried it what? with the movie with Johnny Depp, which was well, horrible. Yeah, that didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's now NBC. Uh, it says here it aired in nineteen sixty-five. So you might be right because. Uh, 60 well, maybe years. I'm wrong. When, but was oh, no. Fr- General Hospital would have been 63 then. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Because okay. that would have been 60 years. And was there years. a radio version of it first? <coughs> well, that was oh, Guiding yeah, Light. That, that was Guiding oh, Light. Oh, Guiding Light. Yeah. Was yeah. The radio, no, that was um, my mom's. My mom's, too. Although, shout out to Roger Thorpe. Michael's, Michael Zaslow was amazing um, as an actor. And as the world turns, I think, also started on the radio. I, I think you're right as well. But Guiding Light was the longest mm-hmm. running up until it was canceled. It was long, yep. Because of the radio part of it, it was yep. running. Um, another note, have any of you seen the second Shazam movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. And uh, two yeses and uh, I'm just kind of look at you. Um, <laughs> not a spoiler, Ron, not a spoiler. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, but a nice Easter egg. I got to give a shout out. Um, I don't know if you gentlemen noticed or not. The original Billy Batson uh, appears. Uh, so if you, if anybody out there has not seen it yet, uh, watch for him because he's actually still wearing the the same shirt. And he identifies our hero by the correct name. Does he say Captain Marvel? We love you, Captain Marvel. Really? And unfortunately, I made such a gasp that I missed whatever um, the retort was back to him. <laughs> Because you know, one of the subplots is they're trying to figure out their superhero name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which they'll never be able to use. That and in name, the but. comics, apparently, um, Mary mm-hmm. has gone back to Mary Marvel. Really? Yeah, she she uh, gave up 
something, whatever is going on, because I'm out of the comics now, but I just saw this on CBR.com, um, is that she doesn't want to be known as champion of Shazam anymore. She's going back to Mary Marvel. Really? So it's like, ooh. Is, hmm. You know, I wonder if DC's ready to start taking up the fight again at some point. Yeah. We'll see if the next Captain Marvel, if the Marvels tanks. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, DC says, ah, okay. You can have it. No, oh, no we'll take we're, it. We're going to take it back. Yeah, we'll do it right. Um, but I just thought that was so cool to see him uh, again. And I instantly recognized him. But the fact that he had that well, red that shirt, shirt with the yellow trim, just I just laughed out loud. And, of course, my husband's like, yeah. what? I, I love the movie because of the, frankly, it was so filled with Easter eggs. It was, oh, oh, yeah. it was, all, it was clearly written for the fanboys. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, and my final shout-out before we begin our topic of the day, uh, Shirley Jones turned 92 this last month. For her. And uh, more power to her. Uh, you know, it's impressive how long some of these uh, actors now are Carol are Burnett, making. 90. Carol Burnett's 90. Dick Van Dyke is, I what, 90? Doris Day's so. still alive, too, isn't she? Uh, she might be. She's still like know. 100 now. Wow. Yeah. Um, She's been retired for so long, people yeah. have forgotten her. But. Yeah. but And people like, uh, I was thinking the other day, oh, because I was listening to a different podcast, they were talking about Free to Be You and Me, the old... Uh, Marlo Thomas. Marlo Thomas. She's got to be getting up there uh, a little bit. And she had some bad work done. Did she? Last photo I saw of her, it was just like, mm-hmm. something ain't right on the Doris side of your head. Doris Day uh, did leave us on May 13th of 2019. Oh. So it's been that long, too. Some some reason, I thought she was still around. She was 97 when she died. Wow. But good for her. Yeah, good for her. That's definitely a long life. Uh, But, uh, yeah, Dick Van Dyke's still around. Bob Newhart's still around. Um, I mean, I haven't got my news flashed yet. I'd say Maro Thomas was younger than all that. She was, I think, in her 20s and the 60s. probably only her 80s now. (laughs) Well, Well, at least she played 20. Yeah, well, but I'm saying she probably, could have been older and say that, you know, oh, she's that girl, Marlo Thomas, is 22, but the actress playing her. Right. Yeah. Well, gentlemen. Spunky little Anne Marie. Oh, and, and, her, and her boyfriend. What was her boyfriend? Ted Bessler. But what, Bessel. Bessel. His, I think it was Bessel. And it was Dan, wasn't it? He died. Yeah. He died he young. Passed. He died very young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, uh, no, I think it was Ted. It was Ted. But he was Don. He played Don. Don. That was I knew it was Dan yeah. or Don or something like that. So but yeah, he he died in his forties, I think. It wasn't he wasn't old at all. Yeah. Um anyway, so those were my little shout outs. So if you haven't seen Shazam, see Shazam. Congratulations to Young the Restless and General Hospital for somehow maintaining uh, being on the air. Um <laughs> Don't draw attention to it, they'll take it off. The I know. Air. They probably will. Um on to our topic, gentlemen. I want to go around the table real quick uh, before we start. Well, I, we are starting. Uh, and <laughs> Started 10 minutes ago. What are you talking about? And um, I'm just going to say two words, and I just want from, from my right and around the table, first thing that pops into your head. All right? Hanna-Barbera. Yogi Bear. Fred Flintstone. Yogi Bear, of course. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yes. 
I mean, but you instantly, there was instantly something. I personally went with Scooby-Doo. But looking back on it, gentlemen, uh, I really, truly believe I think the biggest loss that children in the last few generations have had that they don't even realize it's true. was that Saturday morning. Because back in the day when there were only three major networks and very limited programming for kids on a daily basis, those of us during that time period couldn't wait to get up early on Saturday mornings. I mean, we didn't struggle half as much to get up on a Saturday, as we did probably Monday through Friday for school, just to get our bowl of cereal, whether it be Fruit Loops or Fruity Pebbles or Frosted Flakes, um, which I had been called several times, and pop our... I thought it was the Freakies. The Freakies, yeah. We are the Freakies, we are the Freakies, and this is the Freaky Tree. And we plopped our butts down in front of the television to watch. Nobody an, actually ate that. Just and, and no, I never ate that. <laughs> are you kidding? Not at all. Like crisp, quake. Oh, those now those are good. I mm, all the you know, your various Captain Crunches. My I guess what? Count Chocula. Ah, only as a holiday treat. We never had Count Chocula. Well, I like the strawberry one. Which one was his? Frankenberry? Frankenberry. Yeah, Frankenberry yeah. was good. And then you could scare people with, I think I broke a tooth. It's all blood. <laughs> you just bring them back for Halloween now. Yeah. 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 Fruit Brut, I think, was in uh, Yummy Mummy. Yep. Was it something yeah. like that? My, my family was always very, um, it was either Cheerios or Rice Krispies. Oh. That was kind of our, the, oh, once in a while we got Fruit Loops or Fruity Pebbles. Depending on what part. was in the package. Yes. yes. Not the cereal. It the was. premium toy. I think yes. we had a good variety. I remember Apple Jacks and Cocoa Puffs. And I didn't have any of those. But anyway, but we, would, but we would plop ourselves crisp. down in front of the TV uh, and get a, just an animation smorgasbord, smorgasbord of shows. And honestly, there were years that, it, to me, it was difficult to decide what to watch because... Mm. You know, you'd have Looney Tunes going on on channel whatever at the same time that you had Scooby-Doo or Yogi Bear going on right, you know, opposite it. So, but thank God we had the summer reruns that we could catch up with all the stuff that we didn't have. Um, So I thought, let's talk about Hanna-Barbera. Okay. Mm -hmm. You first. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> you don't think we prepared for this? I was saying, I'm waiting for that question you were going to ask. You me. might as well get your car warmed up. Oh, that comes later. Oh, no. Yes. Well, let me. Well, okay, I can't, no, I we can't can, hold it in that long. We can start it with that. Let's start it with that. <laughs> I, I like that. Give me a second to play the music. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Okay, so my getting to know you question is, before we begin uh, actually talking about everything that they did, if you had to eliminate everything that Hanna-Barbera ever put out except two products, what would they be? Let's start with Bob. So, getting the ground rules down, I'm naming two topic, two series. Shows mm-hmm. to save. Uh, to save. What and about the continuity as far as how about is the Flintstones actually connected with the Jetsons? No, no connection. Which are both connections to the Honeymooners. Right, right. 
There was definitely Flintstones was a, definitely a Honeymooners. Well, it was uh, the only thing. show, animated show on network primetime television right. on the ABC, which was called the American Broadcasting Corporation. Yep, yep. So that's all my inspirational moments. So I would say I would get keep uh-huh. Yogi Bear and Friends. Okay. Because that way we can also have Dick Dastardly thrown in. Absolutely. And probably Scooby-Doo. Okay. All right. Very good. Ron? <clears throat> so I would, uh, I would be firmly in the Flintstone camp. Got to keep them. Um, okay. And then I think Tom and Jerry, because without them, there really may not have been Hanna-Barbera. That's very, very, very wise. I, I, I like where you're coming from. Dave. Well, once again, they're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think the obvious choices, and you're, you're going to you realize it once I say it, are the Funky Phantom <laughs> and the Bionic Stooges. Oh, I forgot about the Bionic Stooges. <laughs> Oh my ground, God. Both groundbreaking works. Funky fandom because it was the p- pinnacle of the genre oh. of teen bands, crazy mascot, and dune buggies. Did it? Was that the one with the shark in the back seat? No, that's Jabberjaw. Oh, that was Jabberjaw. <laughs> that was Jabberjaw. I remember Jabberjaw. I, had, I don't remember I had either to, one. I thought yeah. all oh, day someone. trying to get to remember the name of Funky Phantom because I saw the character and I was like, oh, what show was that? I'm sure it was Funky Phantom. Yes, it was Funky War. Phantom because yeah. it was 1776. Um, but, but, but on the serious side, I would say the Flintstones to me is an obvious one too because the without the Flintstones, I don't think that you get the simpsons and a lot of the others that came afterwards yeah um and we tend to forget how long the Flintstones really did run and frankly if you start looking at all the various spin-offs and stuff including a couple live action movies you know it's still going strong even though sadly today i think there's an entire generation that only knows them from vitamins and cereal, cereal. yeah um and and clearly they were such a good good uh, documentary of, of life in the stone age <laughs> That um, there's entire religions devoted to them. Uh, really, no wonder it was banned by the Pope. Yeah, um, the, but the, the Christmas special was always my favorite. What are they celebrating? <laughs> yes, I mean, <laughs> what, how how could you dress up as Scrooge when it, it made no sense? But that's just saying how timeless Dickens is, and and I guess how the, much drugs they took. But you know, <laughs> they you know, unless the dinosaurs came after Christ, I maybe mm. I don't know. People are doing weird. No one knows for sure. Mind. He might, uh, Jesus may have rode in on a dinosaur. It sounds like him. You don't know. Um, but other than the Flintstones, and again, just for that thing, I, I don't think I quite go with Tom and Jerry. I, I get that, yeah, we might not have had the rest of Hanna-Barbera, but I was I was going, frankly, for Scooby-Doo just because I think it's amazing. Not only, again, the longevity, it's probably their biggest franchise. Mm-hmm. And the number of spinoffs, this, that, and the other thing. But that the fans, how they take it and they attach char- qualities to the characters that were never there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. And their feelings were so strong that in the current work, those the writers are putting those in probably because yeah. they will remember them well, as sure. kids, and we all remember them in certain ways. But but it's just interesting how over time things have kind of changed that way. Yeah. Well, I'm, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because I can't hear me in the 
I don't know why my headphones are. Or Partridge Family 2300. I'm not sure. Uh, you know what? I watched that. <laughs> is, I it, is it 2300 again? Yeah, uh, 2300, right I think. Something. Something like that. I watched. <laughs> I pulled that up on YouTube because I never, I couldn't even remember that one. Who could? Uh, and <laughs> I, I, watched, I watched about 10 minutes of it and went, oh, this is why there's only one season of that. And yeah. Well, and that's something too. If you remember, you know, most of those cartoons only lasted one or two seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because yeah, they just they realized, hey, our audience most. is changing all the time, so we'll just keep working through. Yeah, Flintstones lasted six. Yeah, because again, it was prime time. It exactly. was a different audience. Jetsons didn't last six. Yeah. No, once Flintstones was brought in the great, great gazoo, yeah. you knew the end was near. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. God bless Harvey Corman. They were jumping yeah. the Sharkosaurus even in the back. <laughs> But uh, yeah, megalodon. I guess it'd be jump the megalodon. Well, in Scooby Doo, I <laughs> Jeff Goldblum owes his entire career to thanks to Frank <coughs> Tiplin Stones. He does. Yes, run faster, run faster. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. I uh, I think um, with Scooby Doo, which is one of my choices as well, uh, Scooby Doo was. For me, the one that I watched over and over, I loved. And honestly, I watched a bunch of Scooby-Doo's this last month. And um, then I went on YouTube and I found, and I forgot how much I absolutely loved them, the uh, Scooby-Doo's Laugh Olympics. Mm. Oh, God. Yes. Which just brought everyone in. You had the Scoobies, then you had the Yogi group, and then you had the really Rottens. And uh, that was Really, some fun stuff. I yeah, mean, it was it was campy and everything else. Well, and Hannah Barbera had some great villains. I mean, Dick Dastardly, oh. um, Muttley, who, by the way, it's interesting when you look at the prototypes that of Muttley that appeared. It's, it's, hey there, Yogi Bear. There was a mm-hmm. a dog type that was like certainly was what Muttley was. It's, you know, it's kind of the culmination of several dogs that they had in the earlier ones. But mm-hmm. you know, Muttley and Dastardly. <laughs> The dogs were dogs were a definite uh, part of pets were a definite pets. part of every almost every uh, show they did. You know, you had Dino and you had Astro and and you know talking uh, dogs, talking dogs, Scooby Doo being the highlight. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, and that and that is amazing. And it's actually funny with Scooby Doo. Generally, big dogs. There were never little chihuahuas. No, they never like, had the no, small dogs. The, great, the space race with um, the space angels. Had the little Chihuahua dog in her purse. Oh, I didn't know that one. And it was also. What do you think? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yaps bring it back. Yep. Um, also with uh, well, anyway, let me tell you my my last uh, my choices. Uh, Scooby Doo, uh, because I do think of all of them. And although I do totally agree with you with the Flintstones, uh, Flintstones paved the way for everything that came afterwards, Family Guy and Simpsons and, and everything else. Uh, but for me, if I had to get rid of all of them, it would be Scooby-Doo. I'm about to play this for you, folks. Let's see if you all remember this. My favorite theme song, even more than Scooby-Doo. I forgot how much I loved the show until I, I got it from the Monroe County Library System. Thank you, Monroe. Um and I started watching several episodes. Must be oh. Johnny Quest. Why is it not playing? Okay, hold on, folks. I'll edit this. Who is the superhero? Oh, my God. I thought we got rid of every single copy of that. Rosemary, the telephone operator. Henry, the mild-mannered janitor. 
Now listen to this. We are all dancing here. We are not all dancing. <laughs> I just love the end of this song, the way he ends it. Can we do the perils of Penelope pit stop after this? And about wow, wow. I had a. I love Hong Kong Fui. I've got a CD. I hope it's a CD. <laughs> this may be one of my tapes. Saturday morning, mm-hmm. where it's pop or more modern bands takes yep. on some of the yeah. Saturday morning themes and this is one of the favorites. I can't remember which group did it but yeah, Hong Kong Fui, number one super guy. Yeah. yeah, I think what I liked the most about Hong Kong Fui and and cause I remember as a kid I had to watch that one even if it was rerun because that only lasted I think one season or two maybe but I had to watch and I think what uh, re-watching it uh, this last week Hong Kong Fui was an idiot Yep, who always ended up winning in the end just by coincidence mm-hmm. or sometimes his cat spot would save the day <coughs> but yeah but uh, i just always got a kick out of he always thought he was the coolest thing in the world now i also wonder when i started watching some of these episodes would they work today no because there was a lot of what a lot of people would consider not funny more of a of a cultural insult well, and he was a dog. <laughs> um, why? Why there was a dog with a cat named I think this cat Spot, Spot mm-hmm. who was striped. Yeah, yeah, it was a striped cat named Spot. And yes. why? Why they? They. That's interesting. Andy Barbero always kind of had these animomorph and anthropomorphic anthropomorphic characters that interact with humans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just thinking. I was just thinking. It also Charlie Chan and the Chan Clan. Clan. Oh yeah. yes, um, Charlie Chan, who always was famously always played by white guys. I think. Yeah, <laughs> Roland. Yeah. yeah, he really was. Um, but it's. Uh, um, I wonder how that would play. Um, it's, yeah, interesting. But I, I love. I think what I liked best about the Hong Kong Fui was the song. Uh, yeah, well, the song was great. I, I well, really, and yeah. it had a certain irreverence. I think it was an extremely limited animation style. Yeah, I think the backgrounds were almost suggested versus actually. Mm-hmm. There's a, when I was they didn't do a lot of backgrounds. No, when I was uh, researching uh, Hanna Barbera, uh, and I have it in all these notes that I'm not going to talk about, but there is. It's very interesting how they did the cells uh, for that because animation had pretty much um, because of a of a court battle uh between i can't remember it's in here somewhere uh but basically they had to they got rid of all the animated uh, shorts and all that stuff not that they didn't want to do them but because oh it was because they no longer could run the theaters so they had to make the theaters pay them more for their movies and their stuff that makes sense which cut uh, which ended up cutting everybody's jobs um, in that, which is why Hanna Barbera. If you fo- if you folks out there don't know, they actually met uh, and privately did, um, or not privately, but they did Tom and Jerry first before before they were even the Hanna Barbera. Right. Uh, they did that, <laughs> which the uh, their boss Quimby at the time said, no, 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 we don't want another cat and mouse. We've had enough cat and mouse cartoons forget it well they slipped one in 
into a movie, uh, an opening, and uh, Lowe's, L-O-E-W-S, uh, the Lowe's people sent this Quimby guy, their boss, a message and said, hey, when are you going to send us more of these Tom and Jerry's? Which Quimby then turned around and yelled out into the office, hey, make more of those stupid cat and mouse, you know, shorts. And what else I found was interesting, and Barbara talked about this, was the fact that they won they won Oscars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They won yeah. Oscars for, for two of them, at least. Um, but uh, all total, they won six awards uh, for their Tom and Jerry stuff. And the awards went to Hannah and Barbara, and Quimby made them sit there while he went up and, and, took got the the, and took the awards for a show that he didn't even want or like sure. from beginning to end. That's, that's Hollywood. Yeah, that's, that's Hollywood, baby. What the producers get to do. That's that's the money. Um, <laughs> what, and, and, of course, Hannah and Tom and Jerry are still around today in some form or another. I think the last Tom and Jerry movie was the one that worked best because they didn't let the cat and mouse talk. Yeah. yeah because um, when, they, when were, they had him talking, it's like, oh, no. They had the yeah. nutcracker with Tom and Jerry. It's like, really? Yeah. And actually, the uh, voice, uh, I read also that the voice, uh, the only time that was Tom's the cat, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That uh, the first time Tom ever speaks, yeah, I know, it makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, Tom speaks, it's just a scream when he gets hit. And uh, it was the only time that um, uh, Hannah actually did a voice for or anything. Oh, it was his scream. The very that. first one was his scream, and then that was. But it. Tom does have an amazing singing voice, though, because he did sing in a few of the songs. A few of the <laughs> That's very Yes, true. he did. He did. And you know, um, let me tell you a couple more things that I don't know if, if you knew or not. Um, when they created Scooby Doo, nineteen sixty-eight, it was uh, executive Fred Silverman who was at CBS at the time. Mm-hmm. That was his idea before he went to NBC. Um, yep, because uh, he loved the old radio dramas, and I love a mystery radio dramas so uh, he came up with that and there's an often quoted story of fred silverman having an epiphany while flying to a meeting uh while listening to music on the airplane headset silverman heard uh, silverman heard frank sinatra sing the standard strangers in the night and when he got to uh, doobie doobie doo it was like scooby doo that's this is it however uh one of their most popular artists and I'm going to butcher the first name, so I apologize. I W A O Iwa Iwa maybe. The last name is Takamoto. Uh, notes in his autobiography that somewhere in the archives, dating back to the early 1960s, there's a development drawing of a dog character with the name Scooby attached to it. Huh. Hmm. Now it's nothing like their Scooby Doo, but it is there. I've seen it. That was his quote. So I thought that was kind of uh, interesting as well. Well, um, and Hanna Barbera in particular will like I say they recycle a lot of the ideas like i say if you watch carefully you can see how where motley came from because you oh can yeah see all the different yeah. Dogs. yeah astro i think could be considered a, pre- pre- a precursor to scooby well uh, yeah and not only that but they they were very um they acknowledged very much that a lot of what they saw in popular uh, uh, television and all that they just mimicked oh, yeah. through their, you know, obviously Flintstones, the Honeymooners. Uh, that was a big one. Well, not just the shows. Also, individuals are mm-hmm. period. Rock Curtis mm-hmm. and Marg Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else with their name Rock. But they were very big advertising for the ABC in what is unfortunately gone now, that old TV guide. Yeah. 
where well, you used to go yeah. through and mark, I want it for this day, and I want it for this day, and I want it for this day. Yeah, remember, Flintstones had crossovers with TV shows around the time. I believe the Adams Family moved in next door, or a version of them, and, a version. and Sam and Darren mm-hmm. yeah. bewitched. Yeah. And not only that, but then, you know, you look at... Uh, if I remember. You look at Scooby-Doo, look at how many uh, real-life uh you know, uh, popular people Scooby-Doo dealt with. You know, they ran into the Adams family. They ran Scooby, into... Scooby uh, murder mystery. The, Saturday morning murder mystery. Right. And they always... It seemed like there was guest stars galore on that from... I think Scooby All-Stars or something. I think Abbott and Costello showed up. They had one. Batman, for they God's sake. They had Batman and Rama. They had Batman Jonathan with, with the Jonathan Winters. The, yes. the color coding Don on Knotts, the bat the symbol. Yes. They kept flashing it. Is it Black Island? Harlem Globetrotters were all over yeah. Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. Harlem yeah. Globetrotters. They had their own show as well. Mm-hmm. That was Hannah Barbera. I always Barbera. thought they were, did something. Hannah Barbera took. Hannah Barbera had Happy Days. They had a Laverne and Shirley. They had They had a lot of. They they were allowed to use a lot of. And in fact, in 19. Because it says so right here. In 1973, Hannah Barbera on Saturday mornings had 68%. Of what you saw on Saturday morning television was that's Hannah not Barbera. a monopoly, is it? No, not at that's all. Not at all. Not at all. I want to share this with you because I found this to be really interesting. Now, this Quimby, who didn't, you know, was throughout Tom and Jerry, didn't want them. Um, when the television program "I Love Lucy" began production in 1951, an agent called Hannah Barbera. Hannah and Barbara asking them to animate the opening segments of the show, mm-hmm. of Lucy's show, which they did. Although in later syndication, the animation was removed. However, they did it quietly and without their boss, Quimby, knowing because they knew he'd say no. However, then, as soon as the show you know, started and it was a hit and blah, 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 um, and Joseph Barbera talks about this in an archive interview, and this comes from TV Legends. Uh, upon viewing the animation, uh, Barbera recalled Quimby called down to them, had them come up to the office, showed him the beginning of the show, and said, fellas, if you want to see the best stuff in animation, this is it, right here. <laughs> and they never, to the day he died, told them, yeah, that's us. Oh. So I just thought that was kind of amusing. Yeah. I, 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 I rem- vaguely remember those stick figures in, in the I Love Lucy, but oh, yeah. again in the syndication they kind of they kind of got rid well, of. Well, they those. were advertising That's cigarettes. The- Most of the when they had oh, the yeah. heart bubble, yeah, it was like, oh yes, I'm refreshed now that I have this cancer in my lungs. Oh, Fred and Barney. <laughs> Fred and Barney. They would advertise. Fred and Barney was advertising all over the place. Yeah, they were Chesterfield. Um, and it was the Gruesomes, not the Adams Family. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, the Gruesomes. That but, moved in, but they had an uncanny resemblance. But Hanna-Barbera well, did animate the Adams Family sure. when they made the movie of the week thing. Mm-hmm. Now, does anybody know what their longest running cartoon was? And it's the one that I never, ever watched. I did. I had no interest in it. But it oh, ran. It's the Smurfs, 12, isn't it? 12 years or so. Smurfs. Yeah. They had 200, yeah, 250 some episodes of the Smurfs. Wow. I didn't know it ran that long. That's a lot of blue paint. <laughs> that is a lot of blue paint. Yeah. It must come. All those episodes and one woman. I know. Yeah. I. <laughs> 
And Maybe that's why Dick Dillon was the same guy who voiced Dick Dastardly, though. Yes. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Now, pretty um, sure. A couple, of my, another couple of my favorites, uh, Space Ghost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yeah, I love Space Ghost. Anybody remember who voiced Space Ghost? Well, it's and uh, Owens. Yep, Gar- uh, Gary Owens. Gary Owens. Gary Owens. Who now, also? Who is, who is uh, Jace? But now that I don't know. Yes, you do. Say it. <laughs> Say it now. Um, <laughs> All you had to do is jump the channel two clicks to be on ABC, and you could see Johnny Quest, who was voiced by Tim Matheson, who became Otter. <laughs> he just took one of my trivia questions. Oh. <laughs> Tim Matheson. Fine, Bob. <laughs> I'll give you one to replace Carol it. Carol Brady's ex-husband? <laughs> <laughs> The professor? <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you were going to say something else? I don't think so. I okay. can put in my place. <laughs> no. You were, I did, but it was funny. I'll it was go like, back over here. As soon as you said Johnny Quest, I'm like, oh, please don't say Tim Matheson. Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, no, that's great. Um, but yeah, Tim Matheson. I was surprised to find that out. Tim Matheson was the voice of... Uh, of uh, and it's interesting, too. Anyway, Gary Owens did the voice of Space Ghost and the voice of... Um, uh, the blue blue falcon, okay, as as well, which I didn't I didn't realize until I was watching those Laugh Olympics and they were interviewing him and I'm like, is that Gary Owens? And I looked it up and sure enough, I wonder if he did others. Uh, Casey Kasem, of course, was Robin and yeah. and, and uh, Shaggy. 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 Yeah, I'm sure he did a few other voices we didn't know about. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm oh sure. yeah. Back to your Scooby Doo stuff, though. Um, it is interesting how. And and being one who would, if they had been alive and been able to be a hippie, I would have been a hippie. It's interesting that you know they they do uh, characterize um, uh, Shaggy as a, a real stoner. Um, there was no hint of drugs in those cartoons. What? Uh, they've hinted that Velma was a uh, a lesbian. Um, and what know. was really in those Scooby snacks? Yeah, and what was really in, yeah. Um, and I find that stuff fun. Yeah. I mean, I know it goes against canon, but I who cares? I, I you know, I what think it's funny. Canon? I think it's funny. Um, it was a show <laughs> on, on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> canon was a show on CBS with yes. William Conrad. William Breathing I very heavily canon. most of the time. As oh, he walked up. wait till you got to Jake and the Fat Man. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that one too. Um, I did too. But that was, it was like, like Iron Side with uh, better tread tires. <laughs> you know, another interesting trivia with Scooby Doo. There yeah. was an amusement park ride that was. Oh yeah, Scooby-Doo. It was a shoot 'em up kind of thing. You rode through it, similar to Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters right. in Disney. Right. For a short period, when Paramount bought the parks, the Kings Island parks, mm-hmm. it was in there. Yes, I was. Six I, I Flags also had the same attraction, really? though sometimes differently themed. But it was basically the same thing. So for a short period, Scooby Doo was the only character that was in both Six Flags and a competitor's park. Really, it was. It was. I, I'm pretty sure it was the only one at the time, and that's why though Paramount eventually broke their license with. Hanna Barbera, mm-hmm. and moved to their own um, Nickelodeon uh-huh. license. I, I just always that. thought it was fascinating that I could go to a Paramount Park or to a, a Six, Six Flags Six. Park and ride essentially the same ride. 
Well, it is there. Which, which essentially you can do with the roller coasters and stuff, but this was a themed ride that was, right, it was a little right. different. I, uh, I do remember going to Kings Island as a kid, and that, that's why I loved it. I was never a fan of Cedar Point that much. I'm not a roller coaster dude. But Kings Island has more of a family-friendly atmosphere, and I do remember as a kid wanting to go to Kings Island because you could you, – and those characters walked around. I mean, I had pictures with Scooby-Doo. I had pictures with uh, Snaggletooth. Um, I think I got a picture of me in the Flintstone uh, mobile at Kings Island. Yeah. yeah I always it. wanted to meet the banana splits. Mm. I did too. And you know what? I don't know why in my head. I thought the banana splits were part of uh, Sid and Marty Croft. No. No, no. It they wasn't stole it. Hilarious. Yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise uh, Paid homage. To paid homage. Paid homage. If you're Absolutely. caught, it's paid. Let's put some guys in costumes and see what, <laughs> see what happens. They're passing out from heat. Oh, well. Throw them down the giant slide. Take someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet they didn't get paid much. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, Gene Kelly's first choice uh, for that big dance sequence. Mickey Mouse, was Mickey Mouse. Course. It was not Jerry. Yeah. Not sure. Although, in honesty, uh, I think looking back on it all now, gentlemen, we can say uh, that Stewie did it much better. Oh. <laughs> Only the reflections give it away. Yes. yes. I know what you're saying there. Yes. Um, let me see. Any other interesting trivia here? I... Uh, well, Hanna-Barbera uh, was sold... Um, um, Hanna-Barbera's... Part of the Warner family. Who was part of the Warner family? Bad. Yeah, but they started with uh, Screen Gems. Screen Gems was the which was big. Um, it's a Screen Gems, Gems presentation. Presentation, darling. Presentation, darling. Yeah, darling. yeah. Every you time gotta have that. It's like the opening end of Green Acres, of Star oh, yeah. Wars. Like it, what? It's like the opening credits for Star Wars. If it's if you're not going to play the Fox intro, don't play it at all. Yes. Because that signifies Star Wars, not, and yes. now it's, it's Disney's Star Wars mm-hmm. coming off as a cheap knockoff. I know, I know, I, I, well, I do know that anytime I still hear that, my first thought is Star Wars, Star Wars. Although my second thought is Rocky Horror Picture Show. So what do I know? My first thought is Fox. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a twenty, nor now what is it now? Just twentieth century. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But I forgot about a lot of these characters that we we watched. Uh, Huckleberry Hound and now that is the before time. I, I'd like to se- separate the history of the company mm-hmm. into segments because okay. at the very beginning you have the really rough animation, which was rough and ready, where they took right. model sheets literally from MGM mm-hmm. to be used in Hanna Barbera. And at that time, it was really, really rough. Obviously, it's still black and white and everybody's television set. And you used to see that um, and a couple others. But it was a different era as far as your networks go when you had an hour or so before the news kicked in. Mm -hmm. And I think, like you mentioned at the beginning of the program, Kids just aren't getting that anymore. No. They can get it 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I know. It, it's almost, you know, it, it's, to me it was very, it's very interesting once I had, um, once I had my kids, 
by then we had Nickelodeon and we had Cartoon Network and we had, uh, you know, uh, there, everybody had their own thing. Now, another thing I didn't realize was Hanna-Barbera, the, you know, the last show they ever produced? Uh-uh. Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. Oh. I didn't know that. And I, I love Powerpuff Prime. Girls. What's that? I wonder if they also had Cat Dog. No, that was a mm. Nickelodeon. Yeah, that they was. They had two Chinese stupid dogs. Chinese Cow and Chicken. I was another one of theirs. Um, I'm trying to think what else was big on Cartoon Network. Cow and Chicken. Mm. I think that was Ed, it. Ed, Ed, and Eddie? No, that, mm, that, was, that was a Cartoon Network, but I don't believe that was a hard hand on a barbaro. That was the one with the weasel. Oh, I Am I Weasel. I Am Weasel with Michael Dorn. Yeah, I Am Weasel. And baboon. Dexter's Laboratory. That was Hanna Barbera. Mm-hmm. Really, I love Dexter's Laboratory. I, oh yeah. <laughs> God, that pierces. Yeah. You want to talk about some yeah, some un, un, uh, unaffected parents had no idea what was going on in their house. Nobody checked that electric bill. Come on. Come on, Dad. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I was a. a, a <clears throat> A huge fan of Powerpuff and, and Dex. Um, and I'm not saying, I. there was a lot of, when you have children, it's fun because you get to show them your stuff. Uh, and my kids loved Scooby and they loved, uh, they didn't care for Flintstones that much, but they loved Scooby and they loved uh, uh, Super Friends, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Another great theme song. Yes. And, and let's give a shout out to uh, Ted Knight. Um, the ultimate in narration there. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Or meanwhile, I was saying the Legion of Doom. Oh, the Legion of Doom, yes. Um, a little 30-watt transmitter on top of a bleak hill. <laughs> Adamant. Mm. That was another uh, really great old one. Oh, um, yeah. Which is why I always giggle when I hear Adamantium. Oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> Well, Wolverine. I'm hey. sure that's what they t- oh, Let's name this stuff Adamantium. Uh, Herculoids. Adamantium. Uh, and it's really interesting, too, because uh, there in the late 60s, they, they went really heavy, and, I, and this is part of it as well, they went really heavy into, they realized um, that uh, grown-ups obviously were watching these as well, which is why they went with Footstones and Jetsons and did all the nighttime stuff, but that um, Johnny Quest and Birdman and Herculoids uh, and the Fantastic Four, they were all almost... Captain uh, Caveman? Captain, uh-huh, mm, well... Um, <laughs> that they, takes a couple of years. That, yeah, that's a little, little bit. But they were they were uh, they became even more popular than the Yogi Bears and the and the Huckleberry Hounds. The thing was, then here comes the mamas going. Okay, that's too much violence. That's too much whatever. And so then they had to pull all that. Yeah, they took all that off. So and then we got of, the schmoo. And we got schmoo. Now the schmoo was Popeye. Was it no? I think so. You're talking about the blobby thing, right? Yeah. 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 That was part of Popeye? I think it was part of Herculoids. I thought no, was... Shmoo was a separate thing. <laughs> yeah. I, the th- things in the Herculoids look a lot like Shmoo. <laughs> but, but I don't think it was Popeye. Mm-hmm. Jeep was Popeye. Maybe that's what... I can swore that was Popeye's mm-hmm. universe. Have to look them up. And then we have the wacky races and the perils Thank of God. Penelope. Pit stop. Pit stop. And yeah. let me say, what was what was the what was the um, in the wacky races? And I was watching that the other day. 
and once again it reminded me of a, a family guy moment uh but the uh the hero there was penelope and then there was dick dastardly and then there was the hero who always talked like this peter peter perfect thank you yes. peter perfect his car i don't know if you remember his car Oh yes, but it was here's your your where you're driving, and then the car goes out <laughs> all the way here. Now that's something I would not have called as a kid, but as soon as I was rewatching these episodes, I went, "Oh my god!" And all I could think of was the episode of Peter and uh, Family Guy when he gets his car when he sees how how horrible he is compared to his son, and then takes that car and drives it into the tunnel, out of the tunnel, into the tunnel, <laughs> out of the tunnel, and I just thought, "Oh my gosh, they were doing that back then." I think oh. they were slipping in a lot of things. That, Take a look that... at Penelope Pitstop's umbrella fringe. Really? I'm See if it reminds sure. you of something. I will, I will do that. I will do that. Did you see, there was a car commercial, I can't remember which company, but where they had recreated the wacky race. This race was, that cars. was in England. Yeah, that and was a, great. It was a beautiful mean machine. It was really? all of them. They did. Yeah. It's a collector's society. They had the mean machine, Penelope Pitscott's The pocket. pink pussycat. The pink pussycat. Um, uh, Josie. The, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, it sounds, it, sounds, <laughs> it sounds about right. I think they had the Ann Hill mob and the... The Ann Hill mob gang. But no, I used to have a model of the, the uh, mean machine. That's the Dick Dasterly one, right? With the fin? And the, oh, I just I got love, it. I love that car. I did, too. I just got that model kit last year on my birthday. Mm. Really? I had that one, which is I always wanted, never could get. And then I also got the LP Pit Stop one because I was bugging my parents. I wanted to get one of the other models. And Dad said, here, take this one. You're taking too long. Didn't even look at it, and it turned out to be Penelope Pit Stops. <laughs> so that's how everything began. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, did any of you, uh, then of course in the 90s, in the early 2000s, uh, a, a few of those Hanna-Barbera's were brought into, uh, updated in very, very adult uh, content uh Space Ghost had oh. his own Space, Space Ghost, Ghost, Coast Ghost to Coast. Ghost. Ghost. I don't, I don't know if you ever watched it. I thought that was hilarious. It was always one of my favorites. Um, and also, uh, Harvey Bird, Bird, Birdman, Bird, Attorney at Law. Yeah, that one was really good. And there was one Bird other girl. one. Oh, the one that I always well, they did. Didn't they do one? They did Space Lab. 2020, which was an adult version of that, Space C-Lab. Lab, C-Lab, 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 C-Lab. C-Lab 2020. Uh, and then they did, I think they revisited uh, Johnny Quest. Yes, the virtual Johnny Quest. But it, but it, what I thought was funny there, if I'm remembering correctly, was because it was more adult-oriented, you were never quite sure where Johnny's father and his sidekick what right. their relationship really was. And I think that was one of the running gags on the whole well, thing. Well, the Venture Brothers is based heavily on Johnny oh, Quest. Oh, yeah. Based heavily on. To a point God, where they brought Johnny Quest in just to prove they is weren't Johnny Quest. Is that done now? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, they're going to do a movie to finish things up. Oh, a movie? Good. Oh, okay. Good. So good. I just saw that the other day. I don't know when, but they've already got a trailer out. Really? Yeah. I have to look that up. It's gotten to the point now where I forget half the jokes. I have to. I'm constantly Here. going back and rewatching. But, but with Birdman and everything, did you see the movie Scoob? I've heard of, but I didn't see I it. I loved it. I didn't know. It, I didn't know again, it. from Easter, Easter Egg Land, because they took all this kind of Hanna-Barbera things and said we're in one universe. 
mm-hmm. and Scooby and the gang were in that too. So it was more kind of a younger Scooby, a younger Shaggy, and how they, it's a contrived plot, obviously, but yeah. but a lot of things happened in it, even even in, in even a cameo by Captain Caveman. And it was and it was Scoob, Scoob, S C O O B exclamation point. Was that one of the movies that was like it came out just before canceled? It it came out the, during the pandemic, I think, was the problem. And they were like slicing their lineup, and getting rid because they had Batgirl who had basically filmed the entire movie and they shelved it for tax mm-hmm. purposes and i think scoob was shelved I, i've got for a scoob while on dvd actually yeah i wonder if i can find it on any of my roku stations on i don't know stuff. i'll look it up and find out yeah i'd love to see that i would too um also i just have to give the a big Birdman shout out is or the fa- blue falcon is who was figures prominently into it oh, and i love the blue falcon um dynamite and dynamite uh Hanna-Barbera had great catchphrases that they used as as well. Um, I mean, you know, you had Popeye over there saying, I am what I am, and Bugs Bunny over there doing uh, What's Up, Doc. You well, realize this means No, no, war. but I'm saying, but then Hanna-Barbera, yes, sir. But I'm saying Hanna-Barbera had, what a yabba-dabba-doo, smarter than the average bear. Uh, heavens to Murgatroyd. Which, get the inflection right. I, I don't remember it well enough. For heavens sakes. What are you talking about? I swear there are so many. When I, was watching, when I was watching those Laugh Olympics, there's quite a few characters that sound a lot like Paul Lind in their delivery. Well, of course he was. <laughs> and it's like. It's ooh. the hooded claw, not craw. <laughs> they also had Scooby Dooby Doo, of course, uh, and Captain. Caveman, and of course everybody's favorite, Wonder Twin Powers activate. Activate, and now we played the waiting game. <laughs> Another wonderful Family Guy reference. Well, listen, guys, we got to be wrapping up soon. Yeah, I thought but that was the Simpsons reference. Um, was that? I thought that was the Simpsons. No, reference that's Family Mr. Guy. Plow, because he does Mr. Plow ads, and then it's like oh, there goes the commercial. Now we played the waiting game. I'm tired of oh, playing maybe. the waiting game. Let's play oh, Hungry Hungry Hippos. Okay, but this the one I know he was talking about was the one where him and uh, is it Lois Jace they yeah they do the Wonder Twin powers and she turns into something and takes off she and, takes a, she takes the form of eagle right and takes off and then then Peter goes form of her tampon and now we play the waiting oh, game. <laughs> I never call that one yeah it was, it was typical Peter uh, anyway gentlemen I have a quiz for you okay. All right, uh, a quiz, and then we're going to do our rest in peace, and we're going to say goodbye for today. This has been a fun. This one has been fun. I hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as I have. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, of so, course. Here, <laughs> that's the kind of enthusiasm I expect from Dave. Okay, um, <laughs> first number, first question. We'll go around the table because I'm I'm interested. Bill Hanna said in 1998, uh, while he was suffering from uh, at the beginning of his Alzheimer's, his favorite character. Had been and always would be A, Barney Rubble, B, Huckleberry Hound, C, Yogi Bear. I'm going to go with Huckleberry Hound. Barney Rubble. Yogi Bear. And that's one for Robert. Yogi Bear. Number two, which comic strip creator threatened legal action over the Flintstones TV show? Was it, I know, I didn't know this either. Was it a, Mort Walker, High and Lois. B, Dick Brown, Hagar the Horrible. Or C, Schick Young, Blondie. 
I'm going to say Blondie. Okay. Thank y'all. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the first one. Hey. Mort Walker? Yep. Hi, and Lois. And you? Blondie. Blondie. Ron took that one. Hmm. Uh, because originally it was, uh, their last name was Flagstone, which... Uh, sounded like Flagstones. Flagstones was there, so then they changed it to Gladstones, and then eventually to Flintstones. Flintstones. Uh, number three, what was the title of the first animated movie from Hanna Barbera? Was it A. The Man Called Flintstone, B. Huckleberry Hound in the Big Town, or C. Hey there, it's Yogi Bear. I'm going to go with the Yogi Bear. Okay. But it might be Flintstone. A. Flintstones? Hey there, Yogi Bear. People always stop and stare just because you're you. <laughs> uh, Dave and Bob got that one. Yes, it was yeah, Yogi Bear. I was Bear. trying to remember. I, of course, have them both. So, oh. um, What was the first show to win an Emmy for Hanna-Barbera? Was it A, the Flintstones, B, the Huckleberry Hound Show, or C, the Jetsons? Emmy. I, I'll have to say Flintstones. Okay. Jetsons. Okay. Flintstones. Eh, y'all got it wrong. Huckleberry Hound. Huckleberry Hound was the first one to win an Emmy. I'll be darned. I know. Uh, what primetime, number five, what primetime show in the 1960s did Hanna-Barbera produce the opening for? A, Bewitched. B, I Dream of Genie. C, the Smothers Brothers Show. Not to be confused with the Smothers Brother Hour that they did in the 70s. So, A, Bewitched. B, I Dream of Genie. C, The Smothers Brothers Show. I think it was Bewitched. Okay. I Dream of Genie. Okay. Bewitched. These two got it. It was Bewitched. Um, number six. What dolls were seen in the bedroom of Anne Margaret in the film... Bye Bye Birdie. Was it A, Yogi and Boo Boo? B, Astro and Elroy? C, Fred and Barney? Fred and Barney. Fred and Barney. Fred and Barney. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Y'all got it right. Fred and Barney. I was just singing when the movie came out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Was that before or after Tony Rocknot? Number seven. Which child actor Tim at the Matheson. time? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bob. It was just my power of future speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, my other two that I wrote down was uh, Kurt Russell and Billy Mummy. Because I thought, yeah, it's about that same time period. Number eight. What TV show actually influenced the characters of Fred and Shaggy? Was it A, Theodore and Wally, Leave it to Beaver. Hmm. B, Dobie and Maynard. The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis, or C, Peter and Link from the Mod Squad? I think it's a B. Yeah, I'm going to go B. What was B again? Uh, Dobie and Maynard. That one. Yep, absolutely. Uh, number nine, which pop star did the voice of Judy Jetson in the 1990 uh, movie uh, Tiffany? What do you, let me give you the choices before you pick the right one, Ron. Our psychic powers are increasing. Because I'm impressed sometimes with my own thing here of what of I put down. Of course you are. I am very impressed, Bob. Uh, A, Debbie Gibson. B, Kylie Minogue. Or C, Tiffany. Uh, I guess I'll go with Tiffany. Pick Debbie. <laughs> Does this influence Bob? our ration of 
toilet ring? No, no, it will not influence that. <laughs> Tiffany. Ah, uh, yes, it's Tiffany. As in breakfast oh, at God. Tiffany's. <laughs> and finally, which cigarette brand uh, did Fred and Barney promote heavily before the 1970s? A, Marlboro. B, Camels. C, Winston. I was thinking Lucky Strikes. I was thinking. Oh, yeah. I was thinking Chesterfield. Yeah, I thought it was Chesterfield. Uh, Chesterfield tastes Marlboro. good. You say Marlboro? What were A and C again? A was Marlboro. B was Camel. C was Winston's. I guess I'm gonna go A. Marlboro. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go A too. Also, but that's not what I remember. I remember Chesterfield. Yeah. Now that what I what I read in the, in this thing. Uh, I I don't doubt. Yeah. You. No. Um, but it was Winston's. Winston's tastes good. Like a cigarette. Like, like a, a cigarette, cigarette should. should. Yep, 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 yep. Well, I'm sorry. I was Lucky born after after cigarette commercials weren't allowed on TV. So, so let me ask you, Ron, before, we, tell you before, we, do the, before we do the <laughs> final segment real quick. Now, you're you're a little bit on the younger side from, from us. Right. Um, what are the ones that you remember on Saturday mornings? Well, so if I most? could just make a, a blanket statement. Sure. And one of the things that, now I enjoy Hanna-Barbera cartoons, but I found their formula of, oh, hey, let's throw some teenagers with a pet and we're going to solve a crime. It it got redundant. Okay. Um, but the one that, that sticks with me from Saturday mornings was, was the, the Laugh Olympics. Mm-hmm. That was the one that I always remember. Uh, it was a big fan of that. And uh, I also remember at Grimley's. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, so, you're right. Ed Grimley had his own too from Hanna Barbera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hanna, you know, people gave Hanna Barbera their stuff, like you know, Fonz. Here, have it. You know, Brady Bunch. Oh no, no, Brady Bunch was not. Hanna that was Barbera. the network. They that couldn't was, care less about the property yeah. or the actors. Yeah. Henry but the network's Winkler, like, yeah, go ahead, do it. Give Henry it, Winkler it. doesn't didn't get a dime off of oh, any no. of the animated stuff. No, no. Um, anyway, gentlemen, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, this was a good, I, I enjoyed this one. Uh, I, uh, as I do have, have done every uh, episode so far, uh, there's a little bit of a rest in peace uh, moment. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Michael Lerner, who uh, was a character actor uh, in the 70s. You could see him in MASH, Bob Newhart, a lot of those. Almost everything. Um, an Oscar-nominated uh, actor as well for Barton Fink. Uh, Lance Reddick, who died way too young, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, f- uh, he was in John Wick and The Wire. He actually was a nominee for an Emmy or two for The Wire. Um, great, great actor. Uh, Elizabeth Hubbard, um, which a lot of you probably won't recognize that name. Uh, she was an Emmy winner uh, three times, uh, once for the uh, soap opera The Doctors, twice for As the World Turns. And Robert Blake. Uh, passed away. Uh, child actor was one of the original R gangs in the last season. Actually, uh, he was uh, nominated for uh, an Oscar twice for In Cold Blood, um, as well as uh, he played um, Beretta, of course, and actually turned down the role of Little Joe in Bonanza, hmm. which I didn't know. And um, he, and of course, he had his own little, he played his own little um, O.J. Simpson in his own little life as well. But that's what that is. And then allegedly. finally, allegedly played, yes. Uh, and then um, last but not least, Al Jaffe, uh, Mad Magazine. Um, God, was that a staple as a kid? And he was the one who did all those fold-outs. Uh, at, at, you Snappy know. comebacks for... Yeah. Or snappy answers to stupid questions or something. Yeah. 
he was he was great and uh, i didn't know he was still alive actually but um uh so mad magazine uh, we lost some great ones we thank you for your time and your talent for all those years and uh finally i'll let you know what next uh month's episode what we're going to talk about uh and this was actually um uh suggested by our own ronald roberts and i love the idea and i thought okay that's what we'll do so next month folks uh stay tuned because we will be live from new york it's saturday night oh (laughs) (laughs) wow that uh, went over real well like a fart in church (laughs) um so anyway we're going to talk about snl uh next month folks until then snl snl yes (laughs) snl Um, until next time uh thank you very much uh thank you impact High atop the Benish building here in downtown Monroe. Um, we love you all. Take care of yourselves. We'll be back sooner this time, I promise. And um, until then, stay off our lawn. Darn kid.